0: Route Talk, a podcast with inspiring and diverse conversations about walking in your purpose and maximizing your God-given potential and gifts. Each week, we'll provide spiritual nourishment that will motivate you to rise up and use your empowered mindset to live a purpose and impact-driven life. Now here's your host, Glenda Rosa. Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in on episode number five of my podcast, Sprout Talk. Not sure if I previously mentioned that I am a coffee lover. Growing up in our Puerto Rican home meant that from an early age, my grandma would give us her strong coffee, Café Yaocono for those that grew up in Puerto Rico. And as early as I could remember, probably when I was four or five, she would give us her café con leche with pan con mantequilla early in the morning. That was coffee with milk and bread with butter. And I'm not sure if I loved it so much because it was good or because it was my grandma's warm and loving hands who made it. Coffee reminds me so much of her. And the conversations we had and the many times that we would sit and we would drink coffee and I would be braiding her hair and she would recite the Bible verses from the book of Psalm. You see, because in our homes... Coffee was part of us. It was part of our conversations, our storytelling, our laughter, and our times, also our cries. And years later, coffee continues to be that unifying factor of a lot of our conversations, and even fellowship time with our friends and family. In my current job, I start my shift around 5.30 in the morning, very early. And when I go to sleep late the night before, or sometimes when I look at the job task, of my to-do list when I start work, I usually rely on my good old friend coffee to keep me awake and help me stay focused. Because what better way than a hot cup of coffee to start your day to keep you alert. But I've also discovered that as much as I love coffee, I can't rely on it all the time to help me stay focused. I should be implementing and developing better daily habits to help me succeed in accomplishing those things. So for me, it's coffee, but how about you? What do you do to help you stay focused when so many things are being thrown at us? This week, I would like to take a quick break from our current discussion of the four stages of growth. And no, don't worry, we will continue with the fourth stage on our next episode, I promise. But I want to discuss the topic of staying or remaining focused. And the reason why I want to discuss this topic is because when you're transitioning from sprouting to flourishing, which is where we are in our discussion, there will be times when things will be thrown at us or we will face different things in our life that will try to distract us from our goal. So recognizing and managing those areas are crucial and vital for our growth, because if we're not careful, they could hinder our passion and hinder our growth. I want to share with you the importance of staying focused. I know I'm not the only one that life pulls in all kind of directions and demands, right? So whether it's family right, or, or different things that come your way, you feel like you're being pulled. For example, so you forgot to write down the pediatrician's appointment and you only realized that it was today because they called you to tell you that you missed it. Or your kid tells you the night before that he has a project that is due first thing in the morning and you want to pull your hair out. Or another example is when you plan an at an home movie date night because there's this action movie that just came out and you- both of you guys want to see it. So the popcorn and the snacks are ready, your favorite drinks are ready, the lights are dim, right? Both of you guys are on the couch cozy with your favorite blanket, your spouse hits play on the movie, and five minutes into the movie, you fall asleep. This might or might not be me, but okay, let's move on. Or another example is that you're stressed because you want your home decor to look like those hashtags on instagram or pinterest but you don't have a creative organizing or decorating bone in your body that's funny but on a serious note life demands can also be when you're dealing with health issues or you've lost your job during this pandemic or you're caring for a sick family member or you're probably lost a loved one. So how do we manage these demands without allowing those things to pull us down? Because sometimes they do pull down on our spirit, on our thoughts, on our emotions. And we're all experiencing a pull in life, right? Your pull might be different than mine, but one thing that I do know is that if we're not careful, we can be pulled into a different direction than where God wants to take us. And why do I tell you this? because in full transparency right now in my life, in my sprouting season, I've also felt that. Dealing with family illnesses has been very tough on me during this time. And the pool of doubt and worry tries to knock on my door every so often. So I felt the need to talk about this today, to talk about staying focused when everything around us is pulling us in different directions and sometimes away from God. So let's talk about remaining focused. So why did I not title this Stay Focused? Because the definition of stay means to remain in the same place. But the definition of remain means to continue to exist, to stay in a place that one has been occupying, to continue unchanged. So when you remain, there is still action. There is still activity. You occupy your space and you don't allow those things that you're facing to change you. Early, I discussed some life demands, right? Like taking care of your children, planning a date night, or wanting to decorate your home, right? Looking like Pinterest. But those things are not distractions. Distractions are deeper than that. For example, Distraction can be the horrible feeling you feel as a mom because you missed that appointment. And if you're not careful and you don't manage the horrible feeling, it will grow and every time you feel like you missed something or you're doing something wrong with your children, you become resentful towards your own self and sometimes you can even enter into depression. Another example of a distraction can be that that worry that you're that you're not spending enough time with your spouse can become this feeling and this thought that he doesn't love you or that she doesn't love you anymore and that worry will grow and leak into other areas of your life to the point that you can start to become jealous of situations that are not even there or you can even shut down in your marriage and another distraction within those life demands that I, that I reference, is even the thought of comparison that you probably have about your home because it doesn't look like your friends or what's on social media. And when that thought of comparison is not dealt with, you cut yourself off from building authentic relationships. You start to isolate yourself because now you stop inviting your friends, your circle, over to your home because of your perception that you have of what they will say, when probably they don't even care. So in order for us to tackle this, we must first understand why do we lose focus? And that reason could be many factors. We grow comfortable sometimes in our spiritual areas, right? and we kind of let our guard down. That could be a reason. Or we are distracted, and that is one of the biggest things that we deal with, right? Distractions. Some distractions you're able to remove, but some you might need to learn how to manage. So I want to talk today about the factors that we need to manage. Let's identify those little things that get our attention, distracting us in our journey, and that sadly, sometimes, we don't realize that they affect us greatly. Song of Salomon 2.15 says, Catch the foxes, the little foxes, that ruin the vineyard. For our vineyards are in blossom. So today we want to protect our vineyard. And we might lose focus sometimes because our priorities are not straight. Luke 10.38.42 says that Jesus continued from there towards Jerusalem and came to another village. Martha, a resident of that village, welcomed Jesus into her home. Her sister Mary went and sat at Jesus' feet, listening to him teach. Meanwhile, Martha was anxious about all the hospitality arrangements. Martha, interrupting Jesus, said to him, Lord, why don't you care that my sister is leaving me to do all the work by myself? Tell her to get over here and help me. And Jesus said, Oh, Martha, Martha, you are so anxious and concerned about a million details, but really only one thing matters. And Mary has chosen that one thing and it won't be taken away from her. You see, in this story, Martha's attention to the million details distracted her from the person she was making the preparations for in the first place. Instead of focusing on spending quality time with Jesus, she was consumed with getting all the hospitality arrangements just right. Another factor is that sometimes we're trying to manage too many things at the same time. And and honestly, this is the one that I relate the most, right? Because with my story, I have family, I have church, I have work, I have school, I have this podcast. And in order for me to be able to accomplish and to work on those things, I had to learn to say no to many things in order to prioritize what was in front of me in a specific season. So I had to create a schedule that allowed me to first schedule my values, which is my family, my devotional time with God. And then I could create the space for other things. Because doing this would allow me to feel accomplished without feeling regretful and resentful. And when we try to manage too many things at the same time, that brings anxiety. And when anxiety runs your life, the very relationships we want to care about become unimportant. It makes us ignore people or get frustrated with them instead of choosing to value them. And I want to encourage you to live a life that is aligned with your values. And that might require for you to develop and live by a value driven schedule. And that is a schedule that requires you to determine what is most important to you and your family. And then you can craft a calendar around those priorities rather than fitting your family and yourself in and around whatever might land on your schedule. Another factor of why sometimes we lose focus is probably loss of passion, right? You've probably been doing something for so long that you lost the joy that you once found in it. And the attention to detail is not even there. But my advice to you today is remember your why. By diving into the why of why you started doing this in the first place, you start to become more conscious of whether you're living the life that you truly want. Because if you're not, then you need to realize that some adjustments need to be made. Another factor of why we lose focus is because we are overloaded and overworked. And there comes a point when you just need to take a step back. You need to breathe. You need to refocus. There's nothing wrong with working hard. But if you find yourself so busy that you're not able to unwind and you've lost sight of things that are important in your life, then maybe this is a time for you to take a break and readjust. Another factor that might be the reason why you lose focus is maybe lack of sleep. And this is another area that I struggle with because I go to sleep really late. But the recommended amount of sleep for adults, age 18 through 60, is seven or more hours a night. And if you're doing less than that, this can negatively impact your ability to concentrate. So sometimes what we might need to do is turn off our electronic devices an hour before bedtime. And that would allow us to wind down. Maybe what we need to do is read a book or listen to soothing music. And the last thing that I feel that might be a factor of why we're losing focus and sadly is because sometimes it's bad habits, bad habits, like too much time on social media and I'm on social media, but if I don't balance my time, right, I won't be able to spend and invest time in the right things on the things that are important. Another bad habit, sometimes is poor diet. Can I get an amen? or poor exercise right? We need to take care of our bodies to be able to be alert and to be ready for the call that God has placed on us. If you find yourself losing interest in the things that you once loved, if you're being stressed out all the time, or you simply wishing for a break, it might be time for you to take a step back and look to pinpoint the root cause of your distractions. And God's Word guides us and teaches us what to focus on instead. And the first thing is prayer. His Word directs us to pray. In my church, we say prayer is our first response, not our last resort. Pray about everything. Prayer is essential to having an internal peace and focusing on what God is doing in us and through us. God gives us a guide for how to pray differently too. The Bible says on Philippians 4:6 it says, "Do not be anxious or worried about anything, but in everything, in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, continue to make your request known to God." So in this scripture, Paul gives us a template for what we can pray about to help us with our distraction. You see, he mentions that we must pray about everything, not just our distractions. We need to pour out everything that is in our hearts and mind, our thoughts, our emotions, our sins, our desires. Listen, God wants the good, the bad, and the ugly. He wants it all. Then Paul tells us that we must petition to God. We must humbly request that what we need or what we want for ourselves are found in Him and the third thing that, that Paul says in this verse is that we must pray with thanksgiving. And this is important because it reminds us of what God has already done and what He will do, which will help build our faith. The second thing that the Word guides us and teaches us, it's God's peace. Philippians 4:7 says, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. God gives us peace that is beyond our comprehension. This peace will guard our minds from distractions and worst case scenario thoughts, right? And that will calm our hearts. So, today, the action plan to refocus the first thing that I advise you is to pay yourself first. You know, I was listening to a business podcast where they mentioned this term, right? This phrase. But today i want to apply it to your life because you cannot pour from an empty cup you have to replenish in god replenish your strength replenish your vision replenish your passion you have to set time apart to spend time with god in prayer getting into his word receiving his wisdom his direction the second thing would be to prioritize today Write a list of your top five most important things in your life, whether it's family, whether it's work, whether it's school, whether it's friends. And lastly, schedule your values. Assign a time to spend time and invest in those areas and people that are the most important to you and they are part of your value system. Applying these things will help you refocus in your journey. And for me, remaining focus is like a math equation, right? It's increases and decreases. Increases because your relationship with God will increase. Your relationship with others will increase. Productivity will increase. It would help you get more done in less time. Your motivation and your innovation will also increase. But it's also decreasing, right? It decreases your anxiety and it decreases your stress. Because remember, what you feed grows and what you starve dies. God knows the things that we face every day. And that's why in His Word, He encourages us to fix our eyes on Him when we face these challenges. Matthew 16.33 says, In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. How do we stay the course when we're facing these trials and tribulations? We remain focused looking at Him. Colossians 3.2 says, set your minds on the things above, not on earthly things. So what is your mindset on today? Proverbs 4.25 says, look straight ahead and fix your eyes on what lies before you. So where are you looking? Romans 8, 5 says, For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit. So don't allow your emotions and your thoughts to lead you instead of the Spirit. Proverbs sixteen three says, Commit your works unto the Lord and your thoughts shall be established. What's your commitment level? Philippians 3.14 says, I press on towards the goal for the price of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. And Philippians 3:15, 16 says, So let's keep focused on the goal. Those of us who want everything that God has for us. If any of you have something else in mind, something less than total commitment, God will clear your blurred vision. You'll see it. And now that you are on the right track, let's stay on it. So my friend, do you want everything that God has for you? Stay on it. Remain focused. Blessings. See you next time. Thanks for listening and joining us this week. Make sure to visit our website, sprouttalk.podbean.com, where you can subscribe so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you were blessed and found value in this podcast, we'd appreciate your rating. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that will help us out too. See you next time.